0: Welcome to the Hillingdon Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Welcome to the Wellbeing and Disability Network podcast. I'm Lucy Wills and today we're focusing on how we support disabled people, disabled staff when they're working at Hillingdon Hospitals. I'm delighted to be here with Lauren Harvey, who's the new chair of the Staff Disability and Wellbeing Network. Thanks for joining me today. What, What is the Disability and Wellbeing Network and why has it been set up?
1: The Wellbeing and Disability Network is an active staff network, which was set up at the end of 2021. Its main purpose is to provide a safe environment for colleagues to identify their challenges and offer suggestions. We look into lots of different elements of the organisation to ensure our hospital is accessible, not only for service users and visitors, but also for our workforce. Disability doesn't come in only a physical form and you may have heard the term invisible disability. This includes those that may need extra support with learning difficulties, including neurodiverse conditions. We're discussing ways to improve our services and ways of working for people who may consider themselves to be in this category too. The network acts as an advisory group for the hospital's redevelopment as colleagues from the redevelopment team attends. A very important thing to mention is that the network is also open to everyone, including those who are interested in holistic well-being.
0: And and by redevelopment, we mean, of course, the plans to build a new hospital on the site at Hillingdon Hospital. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us what can the Trust currently do to support people with a disability?
1: So we provide support for those with physical and invisible disabilities, mental health conditions and neurodiverse conditions. We make workplace adjustments, remote working and also within the redevelopment.
0: And talking of adjustments, what kind of adjustments does the Trust make to accommodate disabled people?
1: So things like technology, furniture, making sure that someone has space within their home if they are remote working that they can use and for those that are in work as lot as you say do for everybody else making the environment safe and usable by a disabled person so that they can do their job to the best of their ability. Also keeping in touch about their disability and using us as a network to keep in contact with us to let us know what adaptations can be put in place for them to make them as comfortable as possible while they're working. Also not forgetting that not all conditions are visible and you might have people in your team that haven't told you that they have disabilities. This might be because they are scared that they'll lose out on promotional opportunities or development opportunities most impairments like neurodiverse conditions are not visible so you almost certainly have people with, with disabilities whether they can be seen or not in your team department or workplace.
0: So it's about being sensitive with everybody really and you've mentioned there that sometimes people don't disclose that they are disabled and that sometimes people might find it difficult to talk about this topic or about their disability What advice would you have about having a good conversation with them and what does that conversation look like and what should managers not do?
1: So if you have an open culture just like our network it can seem a lot easier to talk to people, however not everyone has that. Now by open culture I mean that you can talk about your disability or mental health condition just like you would about what was the only senders last night or what the weather is going to be like for the weekend. It just becomes another topic of conversation almost between friends. I understand that not everyone feels that they can approach other people. Now maybe they're scared of it becoming a huge deal, they're embarrassed or even scared of becoming a burden on their work on their workforce. This is all very normal and within the network we create a safe space to provide support to those who may feel vulnerable when speaking publicly about difficulties that they face. So please join us at the Disability Network if you'd like a safe and informative space to discuss your disability. You can join us by emailing either myself as chair or Danny, who can point you in the right direction to me. On the internet you can also find a lot more information on EDI and our networks as well as an EDI calendar where we'll be celebrating and promoting special days.
0: And it is important to say that everybody's welcome at the support network. Can you tell us more about yourself and about your role in the network?
1: So I'm the new chair of the network. I have a lot of experience within advisory roles as I am a young women's trust advisory board panel member Providing support to others and creating change is my goal for this network, to be able to be there for others who are suffering, whether that be silently or visibly, is what this network is for. To start with, we will be discussing a topic that is so very dear to my life, World Scleroderma Day, which is on the 29th of June. Scleroderma is an autoimmune condition, it affects 1 in 10,000 people and 12,000 people in the UK are currently diagnosed with the condition. Scleroderma is a rare autoimmune condition where the body excessively produces collagen which can cause serious health complications, irreversibly damaging vital organs. There are two main forms of morphia and systemic. Morphia is a localised form and primarily only affects the skin. Systemic scleroderma affects both the skin and vital organs including the lungs, heart and brain. I have systemic scleroderma and I was diagnosed at the age of 7, 16 years ago. There is no cure or for And a form of treatment that is available to us is chemotherapy. I'm 22 and I've been on chemotherapy since I was seven and I will be on it for the rest of my life unless a cure is found. As I suffer from an invisible illness myself I can understand and appreciate some of the struggles that some people face with a disability or invisible condition, hence why this role of chair and the network itself is very important to me.
0: Well thanks so much for sharing all that with us. What happens in particular on Scleroderma Day?
1: So Scleroderma Day was originally founded because Paul Klee, a Swiss German artist whose art was heavily influenced by his condition of systemic scleroderma, died on the 29th of June, 1940. And every year on this day, we all join together to celebrate his determination and resilience despite living with a terminal illness. Those of us within the scleroderma community join together to show our support by wearing teal as this is our national awareness colour for scleroderma. A lot of us will reach out on social media to raise awareness of what scleroderma is and how it affects us on a day-to-day basis. I blog my experience of living with a chronic illness and hidden disability. This year, I will be doing a blog on how my condition has been affected in the workplace. You can check that out on butterflyblue.uk. If anyone wants to find out more about scleroderma, the sites I would trust and advise are the Scleroderma Foundation, the Scleroderma and Raynaud's charity SRUK and Butterfly Blue, which is my blog.
0: Thank you very much. This and all disabilities are supported in the Trust. Everyone is welcome at the Wellbeing and Disability Network meetings. When's your next meeting and what's going to be discussed there?
1: So our next meeting is on the 7th of July and we'll be discussing helplines, what a typical day in our life looks like with a disability, what chronic illnesses, disabilities and mental health struggles look and mean to us and there also will be a redevelopment update.
0: And what steps should a member of staff make if they think that they need support in the workplace due to a disability? Obviously they can come to the meetings and what other steps should they make?
1: Contact us at the Disability and Wellbeing Network, we can help you by pointing you in the right direction of the necessary departments. Ultimately though we would advise that you speak to your line manager, however we understand how daunting that process may seem and we will provide support in any way that you think may help, whether that be prepping you with prompts and notes to support you in speaking with your line managers or I can sit in in your meeting when discussing your needs regarding your disabilities or learning difficulties and so forth.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining me today and for telling me your story. Thank you for having me. Sharing everything. And and what a great network to have, a disability and wellness network. If any member of staff wants to find out more, contact you. And your, your details are on the staff intranet and all the details about the Disability and Wellbeing Network. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please to join in the conversation about this episode tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time